0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, July 6th. and This is your FT News Briefing. The private equity powerhouse KKR is on the hunt for British companies. We'll hear more on the latest major ransomware attack. It affected more than a thousand companies. And a stalemate among oil producers is sending oil prices higher. Plus, Beijing has cracked down on several big Chinese tech companies, including the big ride-hailing company Didi that just floated in the U.S. last week.
1: The pattern here is also a kind of reversal, if you like, of the paranoia and fears that the U.S. government has had against Chinese companies like Huawei or like TikTok.
0: I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. One of the world's largest private equity firms is expanding its operations in the UK. The head of European buyouts at KKR told the FT that the firm will set up a team of five dealmakers to focus on buying British companies. Private equity firms have been snapping up British companies at a record pace after Brexit and the pandemic depressed valuations. So far this year, buyout groups have bought or announced bids for more than 350 UK companies. The latest deal was announced this weekend. Investors were led by US group Fortress, which agreed to a £9.5 billion deal for supermarket group Morrison's. Would be the country's largest leverage buyout since KKR bought the pharmacy chain Boots in 2007. Oil prices hit their highest level since 2018, yesterday, all thanks to a stalemate among OPEC and its oil producing allies over increasing oil production. Saudi Arabia, Russia, and the United Arab Emirates were all at odds during last week's meetings, and on Monday, the UAE believes the supply target is too low and underestimates its production capacity. Brent crude climbed to $77.09 a barrel, and West Texas Intermediate rose to $76.20 a barrel. Oil prices have risen 50% since the start of the year as demand recovers from the lows of the pandemic. One analyst says the postponed OPEC meeting means no additional barrels on the market as August approaches, hence the jump in oil prices. Beijing is cracking down on more Chinese tech companies, specifically those that have listed in the U.S. recently. The most notable is the big ride-sharing company Didi Xuxing, that just listed on the New York Stock Exchange last week. Right after its debut, Chinese regulators put the company under a cybersecurity review. And on Sunday, Beijing ordered Didi's app off Chinese app stores, saying the company had violated personal data laws. The FT's Deputy Beijing bureau chief Yuan Yang has more on DD's response.
1: Well, in China, companies, whenever they're being investigated, very rarely fight back in public. Behind closed doors, they may lobby and negotiate, but certainly in public they have to display a kind of loyalty and complete submissiveness to the authorities. So DD in Public has said that it will sincerely accept the investigation. It's even thanked the authorities for starting this investigation. But D.D. has also said, um, and this is will be of great interest, of course, to its investors, that it did not know about this investigation until after the IPO. And that's going to be very important in investors' decisions as to whether they should take action against D.D.
0: Now, Yuan, uh, Chinese regulators also put two other big Chinese tech companies under a similar cybersecurity review. What can you tell us about that?
1: So those were one, a truck-hailing platform called uh, Full Truck Alliance, and secondly, a recruitment platform called uh, Bosch Zipin. Both of those are now listed in the U.S., and they listed actually in the last few weeks. So there's also a strange kind of timing symmetry about this, that these are freshly listed Chinese tech stocks in the U.S., and their investors are likely going to suffer from these moves as well.
0: So it sounds like there's a pattern here.
1: I think there's clearly a pattern in that these are foreign listed companies. and Some of the lawyers that we're speaking to in China are pointing to the fact that um, with the new Holding Foreign Companies Accountable Act, a a law that passed in the US in December, within the next three years, uh, Chinese uh, companies who are listed in the US will have to give their auditing data to US auditing agencies. And this is a, has been a long-standing concern for the Chinese government in terms of the U.S. getting its hands on what could be considered nationally sensitive data on a large number of Chinese citizens.
0: Yuan, based on what you know at this point, what else could be behind these moves by Chinese regulators?
1: I think there are several layers going on here, and the top layer is what the regulators are saying on the surface. They're saying this is a cybersecurity review, that there's been legal collection of personal information. It's related to the vast amount of user data that DD has its hands on. And bear in mind, if you deliver ride shares to people and you deliver them taxis then it's fairly easy to figure out where people live, where they work, where they socialize, where they they might go in private, including um, everyone from ordinary citizens all the way up to government officials who use the service. I think the layer underneath that, the pattern that we're seeing with these actions against newly listed companies in the US, I think is the fear of data somehow making its way into foreign governments or foreign uh, citizens' hands, that this could be an early strike uh, from Chinese regulators against the the potential of having audit data being passed to the U.S. I think this layer, the political layer, and the issues about Chinese companies listing abroad, especially in the U.S., is a much less well-defined concern than the concern over cybersecurity and the cybersecurity laws and the letter of the law. I think this concern is something that is really developing in China in recent years, especially in response to the tech decoupling from the U.S., a kind of mirror of the similar fears from the U.S. side. Um and so this is this is a fear that is not gonna be very easily resolved by both sides and in the end I think it comes down to
0: trust. Yuan Yang is the FT's Deputy Beijing bureau chief. And ransomware attacks keep getting bigger and more damaging. The latest that we know of happened last week. A notorious Russia-linked ransomware group called Revil is believed to be behind the attack on an IT management software supplier called Kaseya. The hack affected more than a thousand companies. Revil later demanded $70 million in Bitcoin to unlock networks.
2: I think what we're seeing is hackers going for targets that can disrupt our daily lives. So you've got the Colonial Pipeline attack in which a fuel supply was disrupted, JBS a meat supplier, huge meat
0: supplier. That's Hannah Murphy, she covers tech for the FT. She's been following all this.
2: What is very interesting about this particular attack is that it was a supply chain attack. So the hackers only had to breach really one provider, this information management software supplier in order to then spread ransomware to its clients and then its clients in turn. So you have this sort of cascading effect where the hack of one company can lead to that of thousands. And this really is something that we actually haven't seen very much in ransomware. Yes, there have been big supply chain attacks in the past. So one example would be the SolarWinds attack, where it emerged last year that Russian state-backed hackers hijacked this IT group called SolarWinds in order to penetrate the email systems of US federal agencies and, and scores of corporations there. But that was a sort of very sophisticated espionage campaign by Russian hackers. This is different. This is criminal hackers tapping the IT supply chain. And that is something that's very worrying.
0: That's the FT's Hannah Murphy. And before we go, Amazon has entered a new era, one without Jeff Bezos. Yesterday, Andy Jassy took over as CEO. It's the first leadership change in the company's history. And if you're interested in what Jassy might do with Amazon, join me and our Amazon beat reporter Dave Lee on Clubhouse today. Our conversation will start at 12 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. British summertime. I'll send out a link to the Clubhouse room on the FT News Briefing's Twitter account today and the handle there is at FT News Briefing. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast.